0: I like costume.
1: Hello, Internet, and welcome once again to the always online multiplayer gaming podcast brought to you by MMObomb.com, your home for all things multiplayer related. I'm your host, Mike Byrne, a.k.a. Magic Man, and this is episode 495. Of course, we're doing the show live. We've got chat standing by, twitch.tv slash mmobomb if you're ever free and you'd like to hang out with us. Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern, we have the cast going on where you can chime in live with all of your thoughts. If you're watching on YouTube on mmobomb.com or listening on iTunes, Audible, Spotify, whatever, thank you so much. We appreciate it. Give it a like, a thumbs up, a subscribe, turn on notifications, but most importantly, on mmobomb or on YouTube, Throw in the comments your weekly bombs and your answers to our questions of the week. A very vital part of the show. Without you, that part of the show doesn't exist. We've got a lot to go over today. Not all of it good news. And some of it's just eye-rolling news. Joining me to do all of that. Of course, if we're going to eye-roll about something, I've got to have the noob fridge here. Mr. Troy Blackburn, what's up, sir?
2: I am the king of the (laughs) eye-roll. So
1: they say. (laughs) So they say. Hang. Also on the line, Matthew Donafrio, the Dino
0: Fries what's one. Up, what's up? Boss? What's up? What's up? Hey guys. How you doing? You're like happy belated Halloween. Yeah, you you're like all pumped up. You're ready to go. You're ready to go.
1: Always Just excited I don't want to talk about. Excited to talk about a lot in the world of multiplayer gaming this week. Not all of it good. Let's get started with the news. Timbo, Timbo uh, in chat. I don't know. I think I'd enjoy you guys just talking about random stuff some more.
0: Uh, many podcasts have become that <laughs> sometimes. I could do that. I'll uh, put show notes up and then I'm just we like, We could you know extend what? this for an hour to yeah, a two hour podcast. First hour gaming,
1: second half bullshit. Yeah, I mean, there have been multiple times I've sent out show notes and then surprise Troy when we actually go live and I'm like, yeah, let's throw those out. And let's just talk about our favorite ex you know, for an hour. <laughs> yeah, we have Jason, uh, or Troy is the successor of Jason for the eye-rolling, absolutely. Hey, so we're going to start off with obviously what's going on at Bungie with the Destiny 2 and marathon projects and, and all of that stuff, but... Today, this morning, there's been breaking news. Uh, Q is working it up now. We have multiple emails out to Gearbox and to uh, Cryptic Studios to try and get additional comments, additional information for you on all of it. But sticking with what's going on at Bungie, this morning, Cryptic Studios, developers of Neverwinter and Star Trek Online, and you know some of those titles. We've done streams with those uh, those teams and hung out with them and. You know, we've lambasted them for certain things. Like, that's our job, right? It's not all friendly and roses all the time in this business. But our hearts go out to a lot of their employees. We don't know the level of impact, but Cryptic Studios being hit with layoffs right now, this morning, uh, as Embracer Group continues its entire reorg across its entire library of studios. In fact... Gearbox isn't, I'm sorry, yeah, Gearbox isn't even going to be in charge of Cryptic Studios anymore. That's moving, I think, DCEA or what, I just had a brief glance at that. Um, We don't know the level of impact. We don't know what this means long-term for Neverwinter or Star Trek online yet, but multiple reports from verified sources that yes, layoffs are hitting that studio and not in uh, in a great way as layoffs often do. Troy with Spelljammer coming up for Neverwinter. Obviously, Star Trek Online just keeps chugging along with its episodes. What does this mean, layoffs of any type in a studio that doesn't have new projects we're aware of, right? Like, it has just been maintain what we have. What does this mean long term? Yeah, Embracer has this whole bigger reorg picture going on. Naturally, you would expect all the studios to be reviewed as part of that reorg, but Cryptic Studios isn't exactly a big piece of the embracer pie when it comes to number of titles, number of players, and while it may be okay revenue-wise, they certainly aren't huge mega cash cow titles anymore.
2: Hmm. Yeah, they, they definitely aren't like like big-time MMOs at this point bringing in just all the money um obviously if if there's going to be layoffs they're not bringing in all the money which is what everybody always wants they don't want some of your money they want all of your money but yeah looking looking forward it it just there's the initial concern of course of you know the content of the game you know is it going to continue at the pace that it has you know you've got those episodic episodes from uh from Star Trek Online, you've got all the campaigns and stuff that are constantly coming out for Neverwinter. Are those going to be able to continue at the same pace that they have? Or is the content that's going to be coming out next going to be of the same quality as it would have been without all of those folks? There's just, you know, things to be concerned about always whenever there's, there's layoffs within a company.
1: Matthew, I mean, for the player bases of these games, this has got to be
0: concerning, right? Uh, that's they're, just they're, they're that's not just super sad yeah i just feel like uh i feel like it's like it's like we get so attached to these games and especially mmos i think mmos have always had something special about them because there's like there's like community attached to them um but for these smaller games like star trek online and never winter um they still it requires money to keep them up to keep them going and, you know, money rules all, unfortunately. I'm sure, like, they, I feel like, I'm assuming they didn't want to make this decision, but when it comes down to it, um, smaller games, I feel like, always have this, like, lumen threat of this stuff happening. That's a good point, too, because we're going
1: to talk about Destiny 2 and Bungie here in right. a second, going through the same type of situation, albeit uh, there's some other factors in that one that we'll discuss when we get to it. But Troy, when you look at what's happening in the gaming world as a whole right now, right? A lot of consolidation, a lot of mergers, a lot of acquisitions. Obviously, we just had the Microsoft acquisition of Activ- Activision Blizzard. Sony acquired Bungie not too long ago. And you have, you know, Tencent just acquiring stakes, if not entire companies. You have these these big players, the EAs, Disney looking at possibly making a big acquisition uh, as an active rumor over the last month. Is it, it would make me a little nervous, right? Like, you almost want to work for a smaller gaming company <laughs> at this point, because, right, when to Matt's point, Matthew's point about, you know, these are smaller games, yeah, but they're bigger, they're part of bigger companies. And when you see, we're going to be reporting on it today, Omega Strikers, a title Troy and I like uh, very much, uh, but predictably, is going to be going into maintenance mode and Odyssey is going to be moving on to other projects. They're doing that in a really customer-centric way, by the way. Anything you buy in Omega Strikers, they're going to make sure in their next project that you are given that exact amount in in in-game currency in their next project. So it's like, if you like the game, we're leaving it up. We'll do some balance stuff. We're not adding content. And if you want to support us because you like Omega Strikers and you're interested in our next project, feel free to buy skins even though there's not going to be any newer ones in Omega Strikers and you'll get that currency in the next game too. Really nice customer-centric way to go about things on Odyssey's behalf. But you really only have that, hey, if the game works, cool. If it doesn't, the studio closes down. Where when you get into these bigger companies and you have you know hundreds of employees on Project A and hundreds of employees on Project B... And then you have mergers and acquisitions, you end up with redundancies and just like people are quote unquote expendable when you are dealing with staff of thousands rather than working for a smaller company, working on one project and it's 40 people, right? Where everybody is specifically assigned a task that people are not expendable. I'm referring to the way corporate would look at them versus a small company.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, the big corporations always consider people expendable, especially when there are redundancies within a company. Uh, even though maybe sometimes they should be there. And when you get into like mergers and stuff, there's gonna there's naturally going to be redundancies as yeah. well. Whenever a company merges with another company, yeah, Company A already you know? has a community team; it doesn't yeah. need to. So you know, there's there's going to be people at Activision Blizzard who end up getting laid off because there's going to be redundancies within within inside Microsoft that handle those types of things. Uh, so, you know, some of that's to be expected, and, and some of it is is unfortunate for the, the people who are employed by these companies.
1: As we continue to head towards the end of 2023, there probably will be more layoffs. We've talked about this before on the show and on the site. Tis the season for these types of things. Unfortunately, uh, reality of the gaming business, it doesn't have to be that way, but it most commonly is. On the Destiny 2 side of things, things just went apeshit this week. Just like, I don't have, Matthew, a better word to describe it than that. Early this week, we got rumors that there were layoffs happening at the company, much like the rumors today started as rumors for Cryptic Studios and then became verified fact. At the end, after about 48 hours later, we learned a few key things about the layoffs at Bungie. Employees did not know that they were happening until they were just locked out of things. Even managers of certain departments didn't know which people were going to be the ones laid off, even within their own management teams. The layoffs impacted about 100 people in a staff of, it was about 8%, of the, the current staffing level there at, uh, at Bungie. And this comes on the heels of a delay that internally employees knew about, but publicly we did not know about yet. Destiny 2's The Final Shape expansion now pushed, now pushed all the way until June of next year, previously scheduled for February. And Destiny's other project, Marathon, has been completely booted out of 2024 and put into 2025. Credit where due, there's a lot of great uh, reporting going on right now from, obviously, Jason Schreier over at uh, Bloomberg um, and Paul Tassi over at Forbes. uh, Working their sources, getting some great information. We have links to all of their stuff as we're reporting it to on their site. As you watched this, Matthew, start this week, did you just have like a big question mark over your head? Because legitimately, although layoffs suck, and we hope everybody lands on their feet, I did not
0: see this one coming. Yeah, I. it's weird, because like Sony bought them last year. Yep. Said for mad money, said that they could do their own thing that they just said there just weren't going to be a layoffs as a result said of the they sale. They weren't going to be part of layoffs, and then Bungie does this. And also, what's most fucked up about this is that they don't get to keep their shares uh, of Sony stock. Like uh, of Bungie stock, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Am I reading that right? Like that's extra fucked up. Yeah, those stocks are probably worth a lot of money.
1: Yeah. So uh, Paul Tassi reporting. Um, that the layoff decisions came directly from Bungie, not Sony. And we're still hearing additional information that backs that up, that even internally, most employees aren't blaming Sony. They're blaming Bungie. So this is not about Sony kind of like replacing Bungie heads with Sony heads. Um, Because the employees were laid off on the 30th of October, their health insurance ends at the end of the month,
0: the next day. That's so messed up. Like it's it for you to not look at this and have suddenly a bad feeling about Bungie. Like they they're they're scarred by this decision. I mean, yep. I don't even care how good on the Destiny stock side of things. How much you, you love it? You mentioned
1: many employees had unvested shares as a result of the Sony purchase. If you don't know what unvested means, just briefly, this happens with like a four hundred one k with with employers. This happens with stock shares. Uh, a lot of corporate employers do a vesting process, where hey, all the money you put into your 401k, uh, we will match it to a certain percentage. But you couldn't just leave tomorrow and take, you know, the five thousand you put in there and the two thousand that they put in as a match. They have a vesting period where maybe it's something like over the course of four years. Every year, you'll be vested 25%. So you have to stay here for four years. Then you're entitled to the full employee match. And the stocks are working the same way. I don't know the details of how many years or the time period you had to be there, but you have stock. You don't actually own it and can't extract it yet until you've worked there for X period of time as set up by the company. I hope that's a top-level enough explanation to catch you up here. Those shares would be received based on staying with the company for a certain period of time following the Sony acquisition, but those shares actually, Troy, revert back to Bungie if the employee leaves, even if they were fired, which is what's happening right now to the affected employees.
2: Yeah, and like Matthew said, that's an that's an unfortunate way to go about business, Uh letting these people go, especially, you know, the stocks are one thing and and that sucks. But the the health insurance and the the health coverage, losing that like immediately is like, I know as someone who is self-employed and my wife is too, we pay for our own health insurance that, that, that losing that can be a huge, huge deal. And it's hard to get it back, especially this time of year.
1: (laughs) On the uh, other side of this while it was about 8% of the staff let go, you're not going to believe this number. This came right on the back of employees finding out from management that Bungie was projecting to be at uh, 45% short of their sales projections for the year, and that this whole layoff situation is just one step in the larger revamp. 45% short of sales projections, Matthew. You... That means if you projected two million, you made one. That's mm. stunningly That's short. I would yeah. not expect that number from a game like Destiny 2, which I don't always agree with all of its monetization decisions. Many players don't, but I never would have thought for a minute that projections and actuals would have been that far off for a game this successful, right? Over Overarchingly I'm- successful. We're going to talk about some shortcomings that even Bungie acknowledges in a second here
0: yeah, I mean, it's just it's baffling to me that a game that at its core is so good, like Destiny 2 is a good game. I just kind of it kind of seems like Bungie has just terrible management um that they don't know how to run a company. That's interesting that you say
1: that because Troy, there's been a long time that people have looked at Bungie and Destiny 2, right? We all know that Lightfall was not received the way the company wanted it to be received. That they have been on a little bit of a downturn as far as player trust. Whether it's Lightfall, whether it's PvP aspects, which some of the people laid off were on the PvP strike team that was just recently created. So, people have looked at that and said, you know what? I wonder how many of these past decisions were because of Activision, right? The evil Activision. Then you fast forward to now, Troy, and you look at what's going on and you go, uh, okay, how many of those bad things back then that we kind of maybe blamed Activision for were actually
2: just Bungie? (laughs) Yeah, and and Bellular put out a video yesterday, I think, covering this. And he said that, you know, months ago that he was talking to insiders within the company. And even back then they were referring to the inner workings as, quote, a shit show. And he said he didn't think a lot of it then. He thought it was just a disgruntled employee. He said, but going back now, hearing what he's hearing now versus what he heard back then, it sounds like the the management side of this has been a mess for a while.
1: They did finally release a statement publicly uh, after about 36 to 48 hours. Uh, They said, in short, you can read the entire thing on mmobomb.com, but... For the, this discussion here, we want to acknowledge the feedback and concerns you have about Lightfall and recent seasons, as well as your response to the reveal of the final shape. We know we have lost a lot of your trust. Destiny needs to surprise and delight. We haven't done this enough, and that's going to change. To us, the path forward is clear. We need to make the final shape an unforgettable Destiny experience. We want to build something that will be regarded alongside the best games we've ever made, a fitting culmination that honors the journey we've been on together for the past 10 years. Forsaken, Witch Queen, and The Taken King, these are the standard bearers we aim to live up to. And a lot of internal reporting to other sites says that, hey, the final shape is good right now, but it's not great. And even with the delay, there are concerns about putting or having crunch be a a factor to try and make it great. So hey, we're gonna get rid of some people, but we're still working on stuff, Matt. Like this just just doesn't seem like a a great combination if you are a Destiny Two fan right now.
0: Yeah, you know we were talking before about how uh like small like like loving and being a part of a smaller game community like neverwinter like star trek online um you wouldn't think getting into a huge game like one of the biggest mmos at destiny 2 um would you'd have to like be on the lookout for stuff like this like they should be killing it and i feel like you know i feel like after the sony acquisition that like they have Well, I guess they don't have the money to get, like, good people on board to make this game great. Um, But, yeah, no, I I just, just circling back, I just think it sucks that, like, you know, even being a fan of a huge game like Destiny 2, that you still can't, you still have to be, like, weary of, like, um, the direction the game you're into is taking, even with... uh, A company like Bungie that's owned by Sony, like you shouldn't have to worry about that stuff.
1: And remember, Troy, Sony um, set aside like $1.2 billion specifically for employee retention when they bought the company. Now, you know, obviously Bungie's also building a new multi-million dollar, you know, building and facility, something a lot of employees are saying, why the hell are we doing this anyway? Uh, And then also kind of forecasting out that, remote work is probably not going to be possible, or at least very limited if you're building a new facility like this. So the expensive new building, again, coming from Paul Tassi, doing great reporting over on Forbes on this one, was a separate project that likely would not have saved jobs, given the context of when that was drafted and when work on the building started. That's reasonable uh, on its surface. We don't have access to their financials to see how reasonable, but that's a reasonable reply. Similarly, the $1.2 billion in employee retention from Sony was spent long ago, often on buying out employees' bungee shares, which then went to Sony. There's nothing left in that pot to avoid layoffs, and that wasn't meant for it uh, to do so this late in the transition anyway. Now, Paul Tassi originally reported, also here, that management said other levers were looked at to avoid layoffs. You should. And when employees asked if one lever was executive compensation, they were told no, and that it would not happen at the company. Now, since Paul put that out on Forbes, post-publication, Bungie did respond to Paul on that point, saying that CEO Pete Parsons, who had some lovely platitudes via Twitter, thanks Pete, and some other executives previously forfeited annual bonuses before the layoffs, but staff was not informed that that had actually happened until yesterday. The sum total of those bonuses given up is not clear. Hey, congrats, Troy. You're gonna get laid off. I'm still gonna make X as my salary. I just won't get my bonus. Mm. Which was already contingent upon certain criteria, I'm sure, anyway. And if you have a 45% shortfall in your sales expectation, there's a likelihood you aren't getting a big portion of what you were bonused to get anyway. So I'm so glad they could give up bonuses and any potential bonuses that were tied to performance metrics to help the company out.
2: Yeah. That's what I was going to say. When you come up 45% short, what was that bonus really going to look like anyway? How much are you, are you really giving up compared to, you know, what you would have if this had been good times? Uh, did you did you see this coming? That no bonus was coming, or a very small bonus was coming. It's like, ah, ah, I can I can do without that if it lets if it lets me save face later.
1: It's like remember when um, Activision's Bobby Kotick like took an absurdly low, stupid salary for a year or two. Way back when, before there was even talk of a merger of the companies, but they, they laid off like 800 people on the back of record profits, and he was like, I'm going to take a $40,000 salary or whatever. He didn't touch his bonuses, but he, he touched his annual salary. You know, mm-hmm. That's so generous. Thanks so much. Employees right now, Matthew, extremely angry with leadership and have often communicated that publicly in meetings. Bets were made that did not pay off. But the people who made those bets remain in the company—a fact lost on no
0: one. Yeah, I mean, again, like just repeating, you know, I'm just shocked, and the fact that you know you said that there's more layoffs coming, you know, we're restructuring. To be to be clear, there's more restructuring restructuring of some type coming. Yeah, of some type coming. Uh, now I'm wondering since Bungie got hit if there's going to be other big companies or is it going to be more smaller ones like Cryptic or bigger ones like Bungie um, yeah I'm wondering if uh, any any uh, restructuring will happen following the Microsoft acquisition of Blizzard, Activision and King.
1: When it comes to the Destiny game Overall, it is important to note that, yes, some of these layoffs did impact the new PvP strike team. Significant progress, they say, has been made on the map pack already, and that should not be canceled, but that doesn't mean for sure that it won't be. No significant changes have been announced to staff for the longer-term future of Destiny 2 plans because of these layoffs and the delay. No known plans to reduce support before uh, for D2 below old already planned levels. No info about the long, long long-term goals of Destiny or a possible Destiny 3, which probably, as Paul reports and I agree, probably isn't even on their radar at this point. They they need another revenue stream, but Marathon isn't a guaranteed thing either, right? It's an unknown entity at this point that isn't going to hit until 2025. And the in-game looking-for-group tool has apparently been tremendously difficult from a tech perspective— And was announced to the community, according to some uh, insiders, before the devs themselves and ended up being far more complicated than players would probably understand. Uh, It'll launch, but it's been a tough road. There have been many meetings about microtransactions where many devs wanted to reduce them. But they were always given the reply that they are necessary given how expensive Destiny is to operate. And complaints about new ones don't always reflect reality. Event cards may seem kind of lame, according to Paul, but they sell well, for instance. Or you'd be surprised how many people are still buying the older expansions that Paul and we here at MMO Bomb usually say, hey, okay, that should really be free by now. It, I, I don't know what to think of the future of this game and this company right now. Obviously, Sony bought them more for the tech behind community building, Troy, than Destiny 2 itself. But I'm sure they expected Destiny 2 to continue to be profitable.
2: Yeah, absolutely. You would think that when you're buying in, you know, you're buying in usually for... You may have your eye on one thing, but you're definitely wanting uh, all the pieces of the pie that, that should be coming with that and this game being profitable was definitely uh you know in sony's radar whenever they purchased Bungie for sure 40 and probably I think- and probably marathon as well they probably knew what was coming up and and was looking forward to that being profitable as well
0: i re- i read that uh sony purchased Bungie. i don't know about solely but for the most part, for their knowledge of live service games, yeah, for their community building in live service titles, and
1: Sony is on track to on, with their plan to have like twelve live service titles okay. activated by twenty twenty six. So mm-hmm. the Bungie acquisition made sense from that tech perspective, but I'm again, okay, they still need a Destiny two to make money, right?
2: Yeesh, yeah, yeah, yeesh. Hey, well, con- uh, especially if they're planning on ongoing live services, you know, you would hope that. The company that you picked up to help you out with live services can can run a successful game. It makes you wonder, right, what would they be doing today if Sony
1: hadn't bought them? Like, yeah, nobody seems to be blaming r- Sony I... for any of this. It's not like we were talking about earlier where Sony comes in and boots a bunch of bungee people to put a bunch of Sony heads in there. That doesn't seem to be the case, even from in- reports from internal employees and ex-employees. This seems a very very bungee decision. What situation would they be in had they not been purchased? Is that's a scary thought.
0: That's uh, a Ninja Panda's said on the streets with cardboard signs. <laughs> no, they would have event cards. <laughs> they
1: were yeah. on the on the streets <laughs> with event cards. That's a scary yeah, thought. Uh, it's it's certainly going to be interesting to watch over the next 6 months. As we go up to the uh, the release of Final Shape, obviously our condolences to everyone impacted by these layoffs, and we hope everybody lands mm-hmm. on their feet soon, whether you're part of Bungie's or Cryptic Studios or anybody else that I'm sure we're going to be reporting on over the next two months as 2023 closes out.
2: Oh yeah, there's going to be more to come. No doubt, no doubt.
1: Let's take a look at a few updates. Oh boy. Gonna let that video roll a little bit (sighs) for spa time. What's really funny about this is from the MMO Bomb Twitter account. I had tweeted, I don't know, maybe a week and a half, two weeks ago, something like that. I said, uh, "Oh hey, just reminding everybody that the day before is supposed to release in 15 days." The last time the account tweeted August 2nd. You know, just you know, being a dick on Twitter like you do. Uh, and then a couple of days later, they announced the day before, uh, and Fantastic uh, really uh, said, hey, we're going to give you the final gameplay trailer. Uh, final might be an interesting word to take note of there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <I don't... laughs> Sorry. Uh, they also announced, obviously, a delay uh, from the original November 10th release date to a December 7th. Early access date, not a release, not a launch, early access. They announced a price tag of $39 if you want early access on December 7th, $49 if you buy the game at launch, whenever the hell that is. By the way, if you wanted to play this on consoles, get wrecked, homie. You ain't playing this until full launch on consoles. In good news, the game is on Steam again. They won their whole thing over using the the title the day before, and so they are back on Steam, so I guess that's good news. This trailer has already been picked apart by a myriad of people over the internet, comparing it to a bunch of other trailers, just as we've seen with previous day-before footage being pretty close to copies of other things, allegedly, uh, on the internet, whether it's a Call of Duty trailer, Red Dead Redemption trailers, things like that. If you buy into early access, <clears throat> don't, but if you buy into early access, <laughs> you will not have to pay any upgrade or anything. You'll be getting the game for the 39 and that's it. You have to do anything at launch. Remember, this is early access and the beta that was promised before the original November 10th launch, Troy. Yeah, that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. Uh, Of course, yeah, right. I mean, even if it did happen on the new December 7th date, you can't have a beta, gather the feedback and action that feedback in any meaningful way in one month. You just can't. It's not realistic. So they're not going to do that. Instead, their internal volunteers, which they've taken a lot of flack for using that word because it's not what it means. They're going to be the ones beta testing the game. So basically their own staff. The trailer looks like ass. (laughs) I have no faith in this company or this project at all. You shouldn't either. Don't spend your money to be there on day one. Let the free copies go out to your favorite content creators. Let them check it out. You watch, you check out videos, because this early access is going to be their beta. You have no idea how long it's going to run. You have no idea what features are even going to be in the game initially. And you are constantly going to be bombarded with the, well, it's early access excuse from them. Don't buy it. If you like what you see later, by all means, be informed on this one, please. That aside, Troy, what did you think of the trailer? (laughs)
2: uh doesn't doesn't look interesting at all it doesn't look promising at all uh it's hard not to you know keep in the back of your mind all the all the red flags and stuff as you watch this trailer and see certain things here and there that are you know parts of other red flags that have come up before uh, I don't know how many red flags you need to not buy a game. This game's red flags hold up red flags. <laughs> this is all the red flags. This is this is as many as, as a game in recent memory that I can remember has given off before any type of launch, provided they even go into early access on December 7th and don't, don't get another delay mm-hmm. before then. Mm-hmm. I
1: like in their tweet, too, they said, uh, Matt, the full version will release will happen when we are certain this is the best version of the game possible, and we believe that player feedback and involvement will greatly contribute to achieving this goal. The next-gen consoles' versions will also come with the full release. So there isn't even a forecast of a a window when they, hey, we're going to go into early access. We would like to launch summer of 2024. If we need to delay that, we will, but that's our current target. No, they're just... Whenever we feel this is the best product, then we'll go to full launch and try and milk an extra ten dollars off of every other person that hasn't bought into it yet.
0: Yeah, I'm not even sure like why you would buy this game in the first place right now. I mean, what is it doing differently and what what do you know like what games it's trying it's like drew inspiration from? Yeah, it's trying to I can't it's even... trying to be a daisy.
1: It's trying to be a, that, that type right? of
0: zombie survival infestation type thing. I just feel like you should just go play Daisy, <laughs> and <laughs> you know, which uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. the only The only thing that was interesting from the trailer was all the dudes in the hot tub. That was funny, but everything else looked dumb. Yeah, Do you see oh, that part? Oh yeah. And I remember when <laughs> they dropped trailer. Yeah, when they dropped it's the out. uh you could you can soak in the hot tub with your
1: boys. Yeah. I remember when they dropped that original sauna trailer, Troy. We covered it on a site. We were like, What?
2: What? We were like, What even is because it was like by itself. It was just yeah. like the sauna footage. Then they put up a vehicle and we were like, the dude's driving
1: a sports car. And then they put up another one that was like a Jeep or an ATV or something like that. You're like, yeah, that makes a little more sense for the situation. You know, it's freaking <laughs> zombie apocalypse. Whatever. Don't buy it. Don't be stupid. I mean, if you have expendable Listen. income and you like train wrecks, yeah, I get it. I get it. Listen to Mike. He's very hot on this topic. Yeah, I'm. this, this game just absolutely infuriates me at this point. Hey, a couple updates on uh, Disney Dreamlight Valley. Multiplayer is finally coming, Troy, when the game launches in December, when it uh, has its official launch. Uh, Valleyverse will be the multiplayer component, but don't anticipate, uh, don't uh, look for it to be free-to-play anymore. It's not going to be. It's going to be a cash uh, purchase, box purchase, and uh, expansion slash DLC purchase. So, Kind of like a, an about face on a lot of stuff on this title.
2: King of the <laughs> <sighs> I don't know why people play that game in the first place. It looks it looks boring.
0: Oh come on! It is one of those like mindless. You can't shade. You can't shade people for, for playing this game. Yeah, it's cute. I, can I, mean, see, not I can see. I could see Matthew like in cute. this game. He <laughs> likes these kind of like casual things. You would, you would, Matthew. I'm not saying I would play this game, but plenty of people are into Disney, farming, life sims, and who are we to push people away from the gaming world? I say yeah. the more the merrier. I agree. Like
1: I. It's not my kind of game, but that's fine. Like the cozy sim, I'm not even a huge Animal Crossing person, right? But I get the appeal of it. And if you like Disney characters and that type of cozyish, casual gameplay, then damn, this thing's right up your alley. But yeah. for years, it's been advertised as going to be a free to play title, which makes sense for this that type part of thing.
0: Is so backwards. To yeah. Me. It's, it's Have now you going ever the other heard way. of a game
2: going backwards like that? Yes. Okay. Troy, have you? Yeah, I think I've heard of games doing that
1: before. That were going to be free to play, but then decided to put a box price on, and then shortly mm. after launch went free to play?
2: They went free to play anyway.
1: Uh, Wasn't it? What was it? Swords of Legends Online. Didn't that do it? I know that had a box fee and then went free to play pretty shortly. There was an MMORPG chat, remind me please, that initially advertised itself as free to play, and then decided to put a box tag on it before it went to launch. And I can't, I th- I think it was Swords of Legends online, but I'm not 100% sure on that. I'm well, now, now I'm gonna have to dig into, was Black Desert supposed to be free to play? No, that one was not. Swords of Legends, whoops. uh, uh, I don't know. Okay. I'm not going to search for it, but there was. It's unlikely. It's it's unlikely. It's never happened. It it has happened. There is one MMORPG. It usually doesn't happen. 100% happened. And we. I believe you. We mercilessly mocked it at that time. So feel free to mercilessly mock this one. I'll I'll give you 30 seconds. It's just.
0: It's so stupid. And there's charging for dlc anyway so yeah. it's like hey remember all these microtransactions that you guys like probably aren't thrilled about well they're staying but also you have to pay to even play the game in the first place and this is kids this is kids and like stay-at-home mom's playing this game it's kids and matthew it's not me <laughs> i'm not playing the game i will show you my steam library On December 5th, and show you that it's not in there.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I will prove it with a Steam library (laughs) shot. I'm gonna have to look it up after the damn show. It's gonna bug me. I think it was Swords of Legends, but I'm not 100% sure. There definitely was one. Uh, X Defiant, yeah, we still don't have a launch date for this one, huh, Troy?
2: No delays are uh, happening, and just judging by everything that's going on and all the news coming out, it's looking like. Uh, We're not going to have it by the end of the year. It was like 2024 is going to be much more likely at this point uh, based on everything coming out about it.
1: Why what's going on?
2: Uh, Well, essentially Mark Rubin took to Twitter again, which he's really good about being out front and answering questions. This is like the second or third time that we've covered him being out front and sort of being what come across as, as, as honest And, you know, they just got a lot of issues where they don't think their performance is is up to par. They're still working on their social UI party system. Um, They know no game is perfect at launch, but they want this one to be in a better condition than what it is. So they're going to continue working on it and uh, keep going forward with it.
1: I mean, it's kind of refreshing to hear a little bit of honesty, particularly from a game with Ubisoft behind it, right? Yeah. (laughs)
2: <laughs> good old ubisoft delays though everything ubisoft has is delayed mm-hmm. hey here's a good one i know a lot of you are watching
1: throne and liberty uh they did mm. announce this week that the korean launch will be when we thought it was in early december there's also a little stream video we have it posted on mmobom.com if you want to check take a look at some gameplay and see some of the features there <laughs> But one of the really interesting things, Matthew, is that they may be rethinking a little bit of the monetization plans in a good way.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're not they're like not doing gotcha, basically. They said they're only gonna make their money through subscriptions and battle passes. Um also I do recommend you guys to watch that uh that live stream. They go pretty in-depth into like what the game looks like, how it plays. And they have a whole section talking about monetization. Um, of course, we'll have to see, like, like the communication they're giving us is great. Um, that's awesome. But we'll have to see because um, they really, like, can they really, like, change all this so quickly, you know? Um, but the game looks good from from what they're showing us. It.
2: It looks pretty good. I'm excited to see how it plays. The only thing that concerns me about their monetization is there's there's two different kinds of battle passes that they talked about. And they, they said you can get one for free, but you get levels if you purchase it, whatever. But yeah, there's like two different battle passes, and then they talk about are using a premium currency for the auction house, which is a bit concerning that's,
0: to me. Yeah, that that's straight up pay-to-win. I mean
1: crack. I don't know if you can, like, see my computer screen or whatever, but literally I've been cutting to their cameras and letting them talk so that I could continue to look things up in the background here without being on camera. (laughs) You have just saved my sanity because it was going to be a really long day if I couldn't find it. It was Albion Online, actually. Albion
0: Albion Online is pay to play. It was going
1: to be free-to-play at launch, and they ditched that to go to a box fee, and they extended their beta by, like, six months at the time. Uh, and then flip all the way around now. Is is it free-to-play now? I have no idea. I thought it, it was free-to-play. I'm pretty sure it's free-to-play now. I think it, it since has gone free-to-play. Because I've so played they, it, and I don't think I would have paid to for it. Free-to-play and then back to free-to-play. Yeah, it was going to be free-to-play, and then in beta, they extended their beta and said, hey, we're gonna put a box fee on this instead of making it free to play. And yeah, now it is free to play again. Thank you, Shirak, You have saved my entire day. We didn't believe Mike until you just you redeemed him. Oh, I you you have no idea. You have no <laughs> idea. I literally was like, just keep talking about whatever the hell you two are talking about. I'm not even listening. <laughs> just <laughs> when when I hear Matthew's voice, I'll go to his camera. When I hear Troy's voice, I'll get to his camera. <laughs> I wasn't even paying attention. Dang. Ooh. Sure. Throne at Liberty, getting rid of gotcha. That's a, that's a thumbs up. That's a thumbs up. Yeah. Uh, last thing before we head on over and do the weekly bombs. 4504 timestamps. Uh, yeah. So something a little interesting here, but I don't know how interesting. Mm-hmm. So remember Greg Street, a.k.a. Ghostcrawler, right? World of Warcraft fame, and obviously a lot of other things. I don't want to put him just on Warcraft, but he was very front word facing to customers in his uh, Blizzard days on the Warcraft MMO. Uh, remember, he left and went to Riot Games for a while, right? And was working on the League of Legends MMO and was very vocal about that on Twitter and, you know, say what you will about Greg. I've always... in My interactions with him, I mean, he wouldn't remember me from Adam, but... Um, In my interactions with him, I've always found him to be somewhat candid uh, in some of his replies to things, and he was very candid about the League of Legends MMO on Twitter and, you know, it's still being a long way away and, you know, all that kind of stuff, not getting hopes up or anything. Well, it was announced this week that NetEase Games and the new studio they've opened up, Fantastic Pixel Castle... Uh, is going to be directed by Greg Street. We knew he left the League of Legends uh, MMO and Riot Games team, but we didn't know what he was working on. Now we do. He's going to head up Fantastic Pixel Castle, which is working on a new MMO, a project named Ghost right now. We don't know a lot about the project at all. We should learn some over the next couple of weeks. They've got a couple little social streamy things planned. So we'll learn more about Ghost over time. Greg, of course, Ghostcrawler being somewhat candid here, too. Like, this is a long way off. A long way off. Don't be waiting for Ghost anytime soon. But they do intend to do some, as a fully remote studio, that's an interesting concept to begin with. I want to see how that goes. Uh, Because I'm in favor of it, I really want them to be able to pull this off with a full remote studio. And then a lot of community development. So he's going to be putting stuff out very, very early. And if you don't want to see it very, very early, he totally gets that. Come on back years from now. But if you want to be part of this development process, uh, then that's what his intent here is. I do have to ask, though, Troy. Troy. Not to throw shade, I think Greg is very honest and very heartfelt in what he's saying here and his intentions and his plans might be exactly what he's saying. That's great. I have no reason to doubt Ghost Crawler on any of this stuff. But you went from Warcraft to Riot Games to work on an MMO. Then you left before that MMO even remotely saw the light of day. Presumably Riot is still working on that. <clears throat> well, hope. We'll see more soon. Now you're starting a new studio to start all over again on an MMO. Will we ever actually see Ghost release? He kind of seems to be just like hopping from project to project right now. (laughs) And the projects don't come out. And granted, he's getting involved very, very early in these projects. So that could certainly be a part of this. But it does kind of make you go. I I don't know how invested I should be in any of this yet. Maybe come see me in three years.
2: Yeah, I, I'm not sure. Uh, he, you know, he said, you know, if you want to be part of the process, uh, I'm not sure. I want to be part of the process. I want to see, I want to see something a few years down the road. I'm one of those guys. You know, come to me when you got something to show off, uh, something worth talking about. Because right now, all you've got is a you've got a you've got a company and an idea, and as much as I want to get excited for ideas, you're not going to sell me on on an idea right now. Especially when you jump from project to project so often now that, uh, you know, now I'm wondering, are you going to stay for the entirety of this project? Or are you going to find something else to jump off into? And, you know, kudos to him. He can do whatever he wants. He's a grown-ass man. Uh, But at some point, uh, I'd like to see him stick around and see a project uh, come to fruition.
1: Matthew, I see you nodding on your camera as Troy's talking there. I feel I feel like you feel the same.
0: Yeah, I just feel like... I, I feel like... I, I don't know. I, I feel like uh, Ghostcrawler's, like, legacy of working on World of Warcraft, apparently in its heyday, and then working on this, uh, the League of Legends, mmo i don't think that's enough to like be like oh well we could trust him to make a good game um i think people who are excited about this should just not should just relax at the moment and not get your hopes up too high and don't even like follow this too closely just like wait wait for them to drop like actual like stuff this, um, is, this is definitely one of those projects that
1: I would love to see come to fruition just because I love yeah, good MMOs. me too. And when you look behind yeah. the, the curtain, besides Greg Street, right, the founding team also comprises individuals that worked themselves on World of Warcraft, League of Legends, Guild Wars 2, Fortnite, Overwatch, Valorant. There's a lot of pedigree. I also hate, though, when development companies do this. Hey, Jim Bob, who once touched a World of Warcraft thing... He's heading up our new studio now. Obviously, Ghost Crawler has much bigger pedigree, but we see this in <laughs> advertising all the time, Troy. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's
2: like ex World of Warcraft developer, yeah,
1: ex World of Warcraft developer. Yeah, then you go look at we their that a
0: lot, uh,
2: yeah. yeah. And then a lot of times I'm like, Who,
1: yeah, and then you go look at like their LinkedIn and they
0: like did a narrative uh, piece, the Janet at the world of warcraft studio yeah, is, uh, exactly a project
1: so i'm gonna go He's gonna be the at our studio too. i'm gonna go out here here's what i want i hope this does come to fruition even if it's not my favorite mmo uh i hope it does well if for no other reason than proving a remote only studio can do yeah. this i agree with you mike so yeah. i want that but i'm gonna go out on a limb here and say we never see this
0: <laughs> never never
1: Okay. Not that we well, won't your- see pieces of it and concept art and maybe an early alpha or something like that. But man, this is net ease. They don't have a tremendously great track record in and of themselves. Ghost- they have Naraka. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Ghost Crawler. Kind a bad game. Ghost Crawler does have a past pedigree, but it's this is a very. What have you done for me lately business, right, Troy? That's literally gaming is exactly that. What have you done for me lately? And Ghostcrawler does not have his name attached to something that's released to the public in years and years and years now. He might have the best of intentions. I don't have any reason to doubt his, his sincerity or his ability to potentially pull this off. I want to see him do it. I don't think I'm ever getting my hands on this, Ever. I hope that's I'm wrong.
2: <laughs> yeah, I hope you're wrong too. I, I don't have any reason to want to see him fail, and I don't and that's not what you're saying. Um but you know, if you're gonna succeed, man, you got you gotta show me some success here recently and show me something that you've uh that you can do what you say you're gonna do at some point.
1: Was that a take enough for you, to go <laughs> Let's slide over and do the weekly bombs. Troy, you're up.
2: Mm, I knew what I was going to say, and now I've totally forgotten what I was going to say. Oh, uh, dub-omb to Throne and Liberty. Uh, some of the changes and stuff they've made look promising. I'm looking forward to at least trying the game. Uh, I will be jumping into the game and giving it a shot. Monetization still makes me a little nervous, uh, but no gotcha stuff, and some of the changes they've made to combat and the, and the removal of the Autobattler and all that. Um looking forward. I'm ready for a new MMO. I'm ready to try something new and different. And I think Throne of Liberty is going to be the first one I really get my hands on.
1: I'm going to give uh, an A-bomb to Ubisoft needing a new chief people officer already. <laughs> you know, this was the person hired to help them with a bunch of accusations a few years ago and some scandals and all that stuff. Anika Grant, she was hired back in 2021, literally two years ago. Ms. Grant is leaving to pursue other opportunities uh, at the end of November, so at the end of this month, and they've already been working on getting a smooth transition over the coming weeks for a new chief people officer whose mission will be to continue driving HR excellence at Ubisoft. Uh, Obviously, I wish Anika the best. Nothing against Anika personally there, but Ubisoft, Jesus Christ, come on.
0: <laughs> go ahead matthew i'm gonna throw out two uh a bomb to new
2: worlds because uh as, oh, cool as do
1: troy is gonna beat you after as cool this as show. New
2: expansion is it's it's been a broken week Mike. Should, it's been it, a very yeah, broken week
0: the 20-man expeditions were so cool and the i think they should take that uh they should take that bug as a blessing in disguise and see like, wow, the community actually really wants this. They want raids. They want more than just five man expedition. So a bomb to new world. Uh, obviously you have to suspend people for exploiting bugs, but do something about it instead. Um, and then I also <laughs> just want to throw a, a quick little debom uh, to the finals of uh, surprisingly, really cool little game that, Has been in beta for a little while now? I've been playing it. It's really fun. It's just some good old mindless fun. Good shooter. Yeah, you've been liking that one. Uh, It's Cal chiming in in chat saying dub bomb to my
1: 49ers for fleecing the commanders out of Chase Young for a comp third. Uh, Ninjapan is saying a bomb to the day before for everything. It's got nothing interesting to say about it. It's all bad. Just don't buy the early access. Leave that to the fools who want to. Timbo James saying dub bomb to close betas. Enjoy your closed beta, Timbo. Uh, on YouTube and MMOBomb.com, Stefan W says Nightingale sounds like gatewalkers, but in first slash third person. A da bomb to Star Citizen for showing us what they've been working on with CitizenCon and for focusing more on ships and base building in the near future. Yeah. So Star Citizens like that easy to meme on game and everything like that. We we get it. They've raised a lot of money. It's been 10 years. They don't have anything out. I was surprised to see from CitizenCon that Squadron 42 is is done. Like it's moving on to the polishing phase. That I think is interesting to see. I, I don't know if personally I have a lot of faith in the whole Star Citizen thing from top to bottom. Mm. But seeing them at least publicly saying, Hey, we're done with this piece. It's not the it's not the biggest piece, but it's a game in the universe. Let's go. That's gotta feel good, particularly if you've backed it. I mean, it's only been 10 years, so we'll see. <laughs> go ahead, Troy. No oh, wow. Uh...
2: Uh, Misfit Rain, I agree with Troy as being one that really wants to play Nightingale. Also, I want to ask if you've looked at the front survival game, fairly yep. new, $20, saw a couple videos about it, was just thinking of another survival game, but when they set up a horde base with a summoning structure that lets you start a horde whenever you want instead of a timer and increase the level two, don't know how far, I had to buy it. I really am enjoying this game, even renting my own server. Yeah, I've looked at it. Uh, it's yeah, we've covered, on my we've wish list. It. Yeah, it's on my wish list uh, to keep an eye on the the early access as it goes forward and kind of see what it shapes up to be a little further into early access. Go ahead, Matthew.
0: Danger Nate says, I think the Pantheon thing is a spit in the face of the people who paid hundreds or even thousands of dollars to test a classic-style MMORPG and only be handed anime Fortnite. Yeah, that sucks, but... You guys got to stop buying into these things early on. Uh, Ray
1: Motion says, Mike Byrne, you are wrong. This mode is the worst they could have done. I'm assuming talking about Pantheon. I agree with you. I just said it could have been done in a better way. That's. <laughs> I was not saying that they <laughs> should have done this. But the way they just kind of like Ninja YOLO launched it... the you know, it could have gone a lot smoother. So, I mean, I'll take the wrong if that's the way my thoughts came off. Then that's on me. I need to express them better. But I do agree with you. This absolutely should not be anything they even did. But if they were going to go this route, there were ways to do it better. Go ahead, Troy.
2: Uh, Taskmaster Zero, uh, dub-on to Star Ocean. Yeah, the second buddy. story R being released. On Steam next week. I know it's not a free-to-play MMO, but it is still one of my favorite games to this day.
1: Yeah, Taskmaster getting the comment in there early. The game actually came out yesterday. It's doing very, very well with critics, and I can't wait to play it. I can't wait to play it. Uh, question of the week. Last week, what's your most anticipated game of 2024? To Cal and Chat chiming in, saying that it's 2024. is EA College Football, formerly known as NCAA. FIU about to be a dynasty. Uh, on YouTube, Choro Do said, The Quinfall is a new MMO entering closed beta this coming January 2024. Seems to be getting missed by a lot of gaming sites. I'm not seeing much about it. We cover it, Choro, And yeah, it is one we're looking forward to. Actually, we just put up a piece, Matthew, I think, what? Like two weeks ago, uh, just kind of recapping because they're right now doing like weapon slash class little preview things on their Twitter. So we keep kind of like lumping them in groups of four and five and writing about them because there's not a lot of info on it yet. But as we see it, we're definitely covering it, and definitely one we are watching. Go ahead, Troy.
2: What's seven? A most anticipated game of 2024? Land, Throne in Liberty, and Nightingale. More for the Nightingale team,
0: yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Go ahead, Matthew. Breckner says Dragon's Dogma 2, for yeah. sure. The first one was great, and this one looks to be more of the same. Yeah, I, uh, I've heard really good things about the first one. My friend played it, showed me it. Um, this one looks cool. I I I might buy it. it looks awesome. Here's one uh, up at Troy.
1: Uh, oh, the front is pretty fun for Timbo says. Cool. Uh, Nuno Silva. Most anticipated game for 2024 is of course Star Citizen. Oh wait, maybe Chronicles of Valeria. Uh Pantheon? Uh, <laughs> for real now. It's the remaster of in 1 and 2 on PC. Perfect game for my Steam Deck. God bless. Mm. Absolutely love you. Can't wait. I've been part of the in Revival Movement Facebook page for about 12 years now. <laughs> it's finally paid off, boys. We got there. Uh,
2: dedication. I
1: know, right? Two-way question of the week this week. What's the future look like for Bungie? Are they in real danger here slash Destiny 2? And what about the future of the day before? Lol. Let us know your thoughts about both in the comments below. Don't forget your weekly bombs—dub bomb for something good, a bomb for something bad—in the world of gaming or just life in general. And we'll be back next Friday, 1 p.m. Eastern here, Twitch.tv/mmobomb with another episode of the Always Online podcast. Until then, Matthew, where can everybody find you?
0: Ah, uh, you could find me on YouTube. Go, go check out my YouTube channel. It's Dino Fries. Uh, I make
2: gaming content. Thanks, <laughs> Troy. Check me out on twitch.tv slash new fridge. I'll be streaming later tonight. I'm Mike Byrne.
1: You can follow me right there at Magic Man 1, but more importantly, follow at MMobomb. So you know every time we go live with a podcast, put up a giveaway, an interview, a first look video, news articles, interviews, and so much more. Until next week, stay safe. We'll see you on the servers.